Welcome back, everybody, to the Voices for Blogging podcast. We're at Faces for Radio and Voices for Blogging. From Honolulu, I'm Steve Lee. And in LA, there's Roy Samano. You can follow us on the Podbean app, Apple Podcasts, and also on Google. You can also follow us on Instagram, at Voices for Blogging. Feel free to drop us a message. Today on our show, Royce is going to take his victory lap on his uh, Super Bowl pick. Yep. We're going to talk about Ethereum 2000. Big day for us when that happened, getting us all excited about our cryptocurrency investments. And with that, let's bring in Royce. Royce, how you doing? I'm doing a lot better after uh, the Super Bowl. Doing what a, a week better. for you, man. What a Feel week a lot for better. you. What a, what a couple weeks for you. Super Bowl, Ethereum 2000. It's good to be Royce. It's always good to be Royce. I mean, there's never <laughs> not a good day that's good to be Royce. Did you go third person on me? Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> no. Uh, if Ethereum goes to 2000, now you feel like you can go third person on me? <laughs> Just uh, what a Super Bowl win. What a game. Not the game I that I was expecting. I don't, I don't think, think it was the game. Expect. Yeah, I mean, in the end, you know, I only can take half a victory lap on, on this Super Bowl because I was still, I kept stuck with my over. But I did end up putting money on Tampa Bay. So, you know, I get one of those boring washout kind of Super Bowls. Push. Yeah, boring. Pay some juice. I guess. I guess it's fun. But, you know, I wanted the game to be a little more entertaining, but it was great to see Brady do it. And uh and see Gronk and all these guys and help them see them kind of elevate that team. So you know, in that case, it was fun to watch that. How do you think Belichick is feeling? <laughs> oh, I think he, he, I think he's, I think he's feeling just fine. And when it's all said and done, it was something that you know the the Patriots are the Patriots are just are just in salary cap hell. So even if Brady stayed, I don't know how much better they would have been. I don't think they would have been that good. I mean, it exactly. was clear last year that they didn't have the weapons that they yep. needed on offense and defense yep. this year. How many people sat out because of COVID, right? So correct, correct. I don't think Odds. they would have had a chance. Like no. I thought, Cam had he stayed not injured, like he looked good in the first couple of games. Yeah, just conditioning catches catches up with you, and you know what surgeries as he had over the years, it just break. You know, it wears on you. And, yeah, he, he, but, he, even if you're a six five, like two fifty, however big he is, yeah, it takes its toll over time, man. It takes like its toll. the, the yeah. hits he's taken, being a running quarterback, that it is, you know, there was no pop when he ran. You just didn't see that burst, and you know, it's just one of those things. But look how competitive they were. I mean, you talk about a captain in their defense didn't 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 come to play. Dante Hightower wasn't in all season, you know, and, and, yeah. and they didn't have a whole bunch of weapons and. You know, Brady, you know, all reports are that Brady already made up his mind before the start of last season that he was leaving. So, you know, I, I don't think there's any animosity. I'm sure when it's all said and done one day down the road, Belichick will talk about how happy he is for Tom. And it is what it is. You know, too much is made of it. It is what it is. Yep. So, but, but how did it feel like to see your bet kind of look pretty good come halftime? Uh, you know, it's always scary. You never know what's going to happen from half to half. I was actually looking for Kansas City to make adjustments, and they just didn't make any adjustments, it seems. I mean, you could tell that they were getting pressure on Mahomes, and I thought they would at least try to maybe run the ball a little bit more uh, or maybe go for some you know, some screen passes, things like that, to take the pressure off, roll out of the pocket. But 
it just seems like they continue with the same game plan, try to look downfield quite a bit, and they they never got out of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think there was there was a lot of times where Mahomes kind of looked deeper than what he had in front of him instead of taking what he had. But I think the part that made it complicated for them too is that, and that's the challenge of watching a game on TV, is we don't get to see how the whole field is covered. But one of one of the things you definitely notice that they put a lot of pressure on him without any blitzes. And they have really fast linebackers. So, you know, these guys come in at the backfield, even if they can catch the ball, there's really nowhere for them to go. Yeah. And, you know, at the times where Kelsey was open, yeah, he got 10-yard, 10, 12-yard chunks. And did Mahomes probably bypass the field? Then probably. I don't know if that would have been a difference in the game. But I think the, the part that was interesting was they didn't really start chip blocking until, like, the fourth quarter. Yeah. So, you know, so I thought I think they probably thought they had something, and they obviously didn't. And... You know the special plays the Chiefs usually make because they always make special plays. Yeah. They didn't make they didn't make any of them. Yeah, they didn't make them. Like they just they drop ball. Um, <laughs> can of, we not talk about can we not drop. talk about prop bet? Can we not talk about <laughs> yeah, my prop bet? That's what I was thinking about too. Hey, that's killer. It had a ch- you had a chance. It just that would have been a historic <laughs> a play, a historic play in Super Bowl history. Mahomes is diving, throws a submarine, hits Darrell Williams in the face. Darrell Williams catches that ball, my prop bet hits, and it's history. Honestly, I can't believe that prop bet didn't hit. That's crazy. That's crazy. The guy had six targets. It's six targets. It's not like he didn't have chances. No. I mean, he obviously did. It hit him in the face. What are you going to do? You know, a guy doesn't catch a ball. He's like a DB. Sorry, A. Wright, if you're listening. It's just, you know, it's like a DB. didn't catch the ball, you know? Yeah. That's all you can ask for, though. But, uh. From my understanding, I mean, I, I haven't seen the full field, you know, replays or anything like that. But from my understanding, they were playing a lot of cover two, right? Or at least two deep, not cover two, but two deep at least. Yeah. And, uh, Again, the speed underneath that they had, it, it really it, it really was something that the Chiefs, you know, didn't have much of an answer for because the pressure was coming too fast. You know, yeah. when you look at it plainly, you, you, both your starting tackles are out against a really strong pass rush. And in Super Bowl's pass, that's enough to win a Super Bowl. And that's yeah. why I changed my bet. That's why. That's why. Remember, we were talking about it. I said the the yep. the dumb dumb bet is KC and over. So you know one of them was wrong. Turns out both of them are wrong. You know, and yeah. so that so you can you, you look at it from a strictly football point of view. It's like I've seen it. I'm a Giants fan. I saw it twice against the Patriots. You put Patri- You put pressure on a quarterback with just four guys rushing without blitzes. Changes the game. Yeah. Just any 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 game that's that's true. Changes the game. Changes the game. And you know where it didn't happen? Chicago against Indianapolis. Well, because they couldn't get the pressure on them. No, they that's had great, all all season long. They had a great front four. Yep. But you know. Couldn't get the pressure. And then once you got Rex Grossman as your starting quarterback. Fumbleitis. Tough. Fumbleitis. Uh, tough sledding. Heavy, heavy <laughs> rain. Small hands. Fumbles the ball. Just <laughs> so I don't, that. I don't remember my last Super Bowl bet, but I do know that I won betting on that Super Bowl. <laughs> 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 I, and, and like, I'm a Bears was, fan, so that's saying something. <laughs> that was as easy money a Super Bowl that's, as I could that's, remember. That's saying something. <laughs> yeah, that was that that Super Bowl was easy money. But um, that, so, you know that that might have been the last Super Bowl that I did bet actually. Really? That's maybe not true. yeah. No, no I, probably, I probably bet. Yeah, you're probably right. No, there's no way because that 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 year we went to Vegas together. You left you left some money up there on the Super Bowl after we were there for the championship games. 
So oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Great trip. Yeah. Maybe this fall. Maybe this fall, man. No, this fall for sure. You know, let's, like let's who, make who's it the happen. Biggest, who's the biggest rookie coming out? Who's the biggest rookie quarterback coming out? Probably well, I mean, tr- Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. You have Trevor Lawrence coming out, but I just uh, think I mean, his name is not chantable though. But I think, <laughs> but I think all the all the movement of quarterbacks, which I love seeing. I like that teams are w- willing to cut bait, even if they have a contract. Just cut bait, move on. If a guy's not the guy, move on. It is what it is. Yeah. Where where did Wentz go again? Wentz went to Indy, right back to Frank, Frank Reich. That's where, right. Where he had a best season under Frank Reich as his OC. So we'll, we'll kind of see how it all plays out. And it was playing in his head. You know, the Super Bowl thing probably weighed weighed in his head psychologically. Nick, Nick Foles won the Super Bowl, not him. Guys in the locker room reported that he liked Foles better than he liked Wentz. And, you know, it's it's a, it's a tough spot to be in, I think. Yeah, no, it sounds tough. I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, we don't know what happens in the locker room, but I mean, it seems like Wentz is an okay quarterback. I think teams give up on quarterbacks too quickly. Like, I still don't understand the LA Rams giving up on Jared Goff like so oh, quickly. I get it. I, I completely disagree with you. I think I think that is the best hat lay down that we've seen in a while. So I I I, I disagree with that. I think that. A lot of it has to do with play calling. Like the year that they went to the Super Bowl, <clears throat> and even the year, uh, I think it was maybe it was the year before that when they became uh, like a top-ranked offense. There was a more of an even distribution between running and passing the ball, which opened up a lot of the play action, right? right. When for whatever reason, when Gurley got hurt or they stopped using him as much, they went to basically like 70% passing offense, and it became too predictable. And I think. To me, just watching the Rams over these last couple of years, that's the biggest difference between the years of success and the years that Goff has struggled. And the offense has struggled, my opinion. Okay, so, and this is probably the first time we're going to be so opposite ends of something. Yeah. I don't know if we, I don't know since the start of this podcast, we're going to be so opposite ends of something. And probably because I don't live in LA, I just probably look at it differently than you do. Yeah. Uh, when you got to talk to a quarterback the whole time that you can, into his helmet. Yep. That's a pretty good sign that there's no trust in that situation. That no, there's no, something I, that there there's something that he sees in, in in meetings, in his play, in their in their conversations that doesn't that tells him that's not his guy. I agree. I think it came down to more about relationship because you know the message that Goff put out there after he left basically said that hey I'd rather be with a organization that values me, which. You know, obviously, that's a dig at the Rams. And, 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 that, that and that's okay. And, you know, the, here's here's the thing. I, I point back to this time because I remember I said this to a friend of mine. The first year Jared Goff went to the uh, went to the Pro Bowl, which was the year that the Rams were an outstanding offense. Yeah. It was one of the worst performances of a quarterback in a Pro Bowl I've ever seen in my life. It's the <laughs> flipping Pro Bowl. It's I a don't seven It's essentially yeah. a seven-on-seven skelly drill. Like it's just passing league. Yeah. Like quarterbacks who light it up. He looked terrible. And so you look at that, you say there's something missing there. Now you add to it that McVeigh has to talk to him so damn much. You know, it, it almost seems like he doesn't get the process. And that's what that's what the picture that get that's getting sent. And so yeah, they didn't believe in him. And they're not the guys that drafted him anyway. That's not his quarterback. No, I, I was from Fisher. Yeah, it's from Fisher. 
And so they tried to make a go of it. They got to the Super Bowl, and you know it is what it is. They they didn't they didn't make the special plays, and yeah, you know he got out coached, but golf got also outplayed also. And you know it's one of those things where it could work out well for both teams. We'll see. We'll see what Stafford's like in a situation where he has a top-notch defense, and and let's let's put you know and a winning organization. I mean the Rams are a winning organization in in the last few years, so it's gonna be interesting. He's never been in this position before. We'll see. He's never had a good defense, that's for sure. Definitely not. Not wow. this kind of defense. This, yeah. this defense is amazing. And, you know, the Gurley thing, obviously Gurley was, no matter how much he denies it, he was run down. Yeah. You know? I mean, he he did carry the rock more this year in Atlanta, though. And yeah, he what did it look okay. like? But, yeah, he's not, he's not the same Gurley that he was exactly. three and, years and ago. Run, and the run game this year was good. They did it with, two, with three running backs. They had a really good running game this year. Yeah. Cam Akers is, is pretty good. Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, like those guys are solid. You know, Brown's yeah. the perfect backup because he'll just take what he'll take the role, take the rock when it's his turn. Yeah. But you got these young, you got these young guys in Henderson who was amazing at Memphis, and you got Cam Akers who obviously you know lived up to some of the billing. We want to see him stay healthy, but I, I think putting a veteran quarterback in there now uh at a bargain basement rate for his contract right now it's a bargain basement rate for going rate for quarterbacks I it'll, mean, be I interesting. it'll be interesting to see uh i don't think golf like, i think stafford gives him better chance to win a super bowl than golf does yeah i'm not i'm not sure i mean i definitely i think stafford's done for a longer period of time um, at a higher level i don't know well, i guess we'll see because that's a dysfunctional <laughs> franchise in detroit like oh, for that sure. de- they cannot get anything right. They just cannot get a thing right. But he he also played with Megatron for a while, right? Yeah, one guy. He's been retired now good, for yeah, but that guy's a monster, dude. Right, but that guy's one open guy, but is he though? Yeah, he is. He's played this with. This isn't this isn't Madden we're talking about. But remember, now to win, <laughs> you gotta have a you gotta have a team. You gotta have a team around you. No, for sure, for sure. You know, without a defense, you you very rarely are going to win in this league without a no, defense. No, you're not, you're as a quarterback, it doesn't matter. Like you're not going to win without a good defense, that's for sure. But at the same time, success on offense is it's a team thing as well, right? I mean, yes, a lot of it rests on the quarterback making the right reads, making the throws, but the plays that you run make a big difference too. Well, I mean, look look at this year, right? How many times actually in the last two years? How many times did Detroit have a lead in a game? Like, pretty good leads. Like, they would have, like, 20-point leads, <laughs> and yeah. then they lose. Like, it was the easiest second-half bet ever. Detroit's up. I'm going to bet on the other team. That was last year. This Wasn't this it? past year and last yeah. year was the same thing. They just blow leads. So, th- to me, that's going to start, yes, with some offensive play calling, but your defense got to stop somebody. Yeah, your defense. Like, this is the best. This is going to be the best defense that Matthew Stafford's ever had. Because Detroit's defense has never been very good. Right. So if Stafford can put up points the way he did in, in Detroit, that defense plays the way it plays, hey, you got something. So we'll see. This, we'll, this is why I said, we'll, we'll see. We'll but this see. is why I'm this is why I'm excited for the season, because you got guys that have gripes. You know, Carson Wentz going to have a big chip on his shoulder. Jared Goff going to have a big chip on his shoulder. Wherever the hell Deshaun Watson lands, Sam Darnold might move. Like, there's so much movement. It'd be interesting to see kind of how everything's going to play out. Yeah, no, it's gonna be really, it's gonna be really interesting. Russell Wilson making noise, which I, I don't think that amounts to anything other than Russell Wilson's making noise. You know, he's, he's there, he's there for a yeah. long time. He's not going yeah. anywhere. He's not going anywhere. 
But you know, let's see how the Dak Northwest see, man. Let's see how Dak kind of plays out. How that, the drama with Dak plays out. I, I don't think we, we've heard the end of what's going to happen in Dallas. That was my fantasy quarterback, man. That's my fantasy quarterback. It's <laughs> my quarterback. <laughs> oh, T.O. How we miss you, T.O. How we miss you. That was awesome, though. You know, Royce, I do have to appreciate the fact that we disagree like that, and you know, but it doesn't, you know, it just goes there. It's your opinion. It's my opinion. We're good. Yeah, we that's, all, that's all it is. I mean, honestly, we'll see. We'll see next season. And it's hard, know, right? Because yeah. it's hard because we, you can't ever really know anyway, no matter what. We're not There's in the no locker room. Re- like, we're not no, practicing with them every day. Like, But even even if the outcome works out one way or another, how do you really ever know any of the opinions were really right? Like, you don't know. I mean, one thing I can definitely say for sure is Detroit ain't going to the Super Bowl. So I'm all, all I'm saying is your case is going to be the harder one to make than mine was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because golf is going to be throwing a shitload. <laughs> <laughs> and a shitload of picks on top of He's that, too, by the way. <laughs> He does lead the. He does. He is in the top five in turnovers in the league the last couple of years. Oh so my just, god! Yeah, you know, but yeah, he's been really bad at turning the ball over. A lot of it is, <laughs> he, but man, he just he doesn't take care of the ball very well. No, I'm saying I'm saying there, there's a lot of things that say you're in a win now mode with that defense. Take a chance, take a shot, and go. You know Can't what? Win there, giving there's up the ball. there's a lot worse you can do with Stafford too. That's I mean, my try. That, that's that's my. That is my point, and you just can't give up the ball like that. Giving up the ball is the easiest way to lose games. But, so. again, I cannot support a guy who beat the, the Warriors in the Sugar Bowl. Roy, see, you know just as much as I do that by about the second, the middle of the second quarter of that game in Louisiana, we were so drunk it didn't even matter. We were having a good time. Actually, you know, actually, by, actually by the second series, I knew – it was yeah. not going to be good. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the hi- the highlight of that game was Willie K singing Hawaii Ponoi. I mean, other than that, I don't know. It is what it is. Waving tea leaves, you know, that kind of stuff. That was cool in Louisiana. But, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. That's all I have that's, to report about that game. It was fun. It was fun. It was. It was, was. I mean, the, yeah. the gambling at Harrow's was fantastic. I had one of my best trips ever gambling yeah. on that trip. So. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, though. The Georgia fans were pretty nice after we got <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. That's what I've, that's what I've told myself. Fourteen years later, it's okay. <laughs> we got our ass whooped. Scarred. 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 But we also know we'll never get there again. So oh, thank you, Ju Jones. Yep. Thank you, Ju Jones, for that experience. Dude, once in a lifetime, it, man. It was. That's why we all went. Yeah. We all knew it. We all knew yeah. it. Oh, Matthew Stafford. Yep. So from that somber news, let's kind of move on to just the thing that you and I have been focusing a lot on in the last two weeks, because there's just been so much action, and that and that's the crypto market. Um, we're gonna have to get Ken back on the show again, by the way, and let's get a little more roundtable kind of going on. Yeah, definitely. I, I know that he wa- he wants to. Yeah, I, I want to hear his opinion. You know, you know, just kind of see and you know, it, it's this has just been gr- such a great experience. And again. Thanks for kind of educating me and our audience on on cryptos. I hope everyone's out there being responsible if you if you dipped your toes into this stuff. Um, you know, again, we're not giving financial advice here. We're just saying what we're doing and what's interesting to us. Not at all. No financial advice. So, what do you think, Royce? What, what what do you think about this this latest run at Ethereum and Bitcoin? 
and really all the cryptos across the board have experienced. Oh, oh my God, man. It's been crazy. You know, Ethereum finally went over 2K for a little bit. Bitcoin is like up at 58K. My goodness. What is there to say? It's a bull market. It's a bull market right now. It's a raging bull with an all-time high of 2040 on Ethereum, $2,040. Uh, Bitcoin right now is trading at 56167 with an all-time high of 58481 So it's quote-unquote down right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember a month ago mulling over whether I was going to buy it at 30000 I missed that boat. Yeah. So are you going to buy? The question is, are you going to buy now? Uh, a, a little bit more of a pullback. Probably below 55 or 54 or so, I'll probably nibble and buy a part of one. Yeah, I will. Hmm. Because it obviously has some momentum. You know, I look at these charts and I, I look at these charts and I try to judge them the same way I judge charts in the stock market. And these guys, these these charts are, you know, parabolic. I mean, the oh, slope yeah. is, it's, it's so high. So my strategy has been just like in a bull market that. You worry that it's the end of a run and then short term. You know, I have a lot of tight stops in on my or on my orders. My my stop limits are really are really tight. And so if if it if it drops, I'll just be out and I'll just jump back in later. No big deal. So, yeah. but as a whole, I mean, the trades have been going well. I, you know, I, I'm really fortunate in that way. And um, but you know, just watching the ranges and watching watching the bottoms in the charts. That that's usually that's really what I've been going by uh, when, when I decide I'm going to buy into something. But um, look at all those companies on the on the in the stock market that are now investing in Bitcoin. What do you think about that? It's actually very interesting that there's so many institutions now that are getting into crypto. You know, it's actually something that people have been talking about now for for a little while, and now that it's finally happening, it is crazy. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you got companies like Tesla. And Square had been in it for a while. MicroStrategies, like, what do you know about MicroStrategy as a company? Never take the bit, take the cryptocurrency out of it. In, in the tech world, like, what? How do people benefit from being a customer of MicroStrategy? Like, aren't they aren't they like just uh, primarily like a fund and a custody, like custody? Is is it like royalties, like how Qualcomm is, where they just own a lot of? They own a lot, owe a lot of patents, and then people are using their their tech. That I, I'm not really sure. I don't know like a whole so, lot about. So that's my point. So a guy like you that's uh, that knows enough about the tech industry doesn't you know can't really just pull out. Hey, what does MicroStrategy do? Other than be heavy, heavy investors in Bitcoin. They raised money recently just to buy more yeah, to Bitcoin. Buy Bitcoin, right? Yeah. Yeah. When when this run started, the stock was about three hundred and eighty dollars. The stock mm-hmm. is at a thousand. All that happened in a span of about three months. That's crazy. You know, they're they're that's, they're, that's Bitcoin fueled. Nothing else. Uh, nothing other than Bitcoin. Yeah. Even Tesla, right? Basically made a billion dollars already on Bitcoin. They bought at thirty k, I think. Right. They bought at thirty uh, somewhere yeah. around thirty k, which which really what catapulted this last run. I mean, it really was the it really was the the jolt into the Bitcoin market because once they announced they made that buy, it quickly went to the mid 40s, and it yeah. hasn't looked back. Yeah. So the the interesting thing about this industry right now is that 
there's so much happening in the space in all kinds of different areas that it's very hard to keep up on everything that's happening. Uh, it's a full-time, a full-time job. And even with just myself and Ken, uh, you know, and some of our other business partners focused on what's happening in the market, there's no way that we're aware of everything that's happening. There's so right. much that's going on. It, it's a full-time job to keep up with everything, to keep up with some of the things that are happening. Right. It's, you it's and pretty- I have, you and I have a lot of conversations about the DeFi aspect of everything, and you know, if you can, I know we've talked about this before, but I, I, I really, I like, I really kind of want to nail this down because I think this is a part of the market that no one really understands outside of people that are really into crypto, and I think it's an opportunity that if people would just understand, you'd kind of see the benefits of it. Can you explain to them again what what a DeFi loan is and, and why it's such a why it's such a big deal, why it's attractive, and why people use it? Yeah, I mean the the case for DeFi loans, uh, which the way that it works is that you provide collateral in the form of any you know crypto that you have, and you can take out a loan. You know, on depends on the platform, but you know typically up to say 80% loan to value of the collateral that you have and when you're when you're doing that you don't have to fill out like any forms you don't have to provide your uh, credit score like they don't have to know who you are all they know is that you have this collateral and you can take out a loan you know for me like i don't have a w2 so i can't get i can't get a traditional loan anywhere so for me it's the ideal thing because all i have to do is put in put in collateral and I can take out a loan if I if I need to or want to, uh, which is huge. And the cool thing about these loans is that when you provide your collateral, you're also earning a little bit of interest on that collateral that you provide as well. So the rates that you're getting are a little bit offset by the collateral that you provide in. There's actually a lot of innovation happening in the space as well. So there's a new platform, basically, that one of the things that they're doing is when you provide that collateral, they're looking for opportunities to earn yield on that collateral. So like interest, basically, right? <clears throat> and what they'll do is, say you provide collateral of 100K and you take out a loan for 50K. What they'll do with your collateral is they'll find opportunities to, to get the highest amount of yield that they can get for your collateral. And what they'll do is with that yield, they'll pay back the debt that you took out. Which is really interesting, right? Because so it helps pay down your principal. It helps so, pay down your principal. And then what what kind of interest rates do you pay? Like you've taken a DeFi loan out before. What kind of rates do they charge you on the loan side of things? Yeah, so it, it depends. Uh, so the lending platforms have uh, basically rates where you can have a variable rate, uh, which goes up uh, as more of the collateral is borrowed, or you can have a stable rate that you know tries to keep a rate that's generally flat uh but you know again if, if there's extreme cases where there are there's a ton of collateral being loaned out then you know the rates will go up uh right. for that stable rate but primarily if the stable rates are more stable and the variable rates just just depend on on the market but on ave which is a platform that i use probably the most for for lending and borrowing the stable rates uh, in, I would say, 
normal times is around to like 8.9%. For the variable rate, 3.8, when there's times where uh, there's less, you know, the collateral, a lot of the collateral, a higher percentage of collateral is being lent out. You know, I've seen it go to like 20%, 30%, but it typically only stays at that rate until, you know, some of the collateral is paid back. So it's not, it's not like it's there for months. Right. Uh, at least not that I've seen. And they charge you monthly on, on that on that interest. You you got to pay monthly on that interest like a regular loan. No, so it's, it's actually it's actually interesting. So you accrue the interest, right? You, and you only pay it back whenever you're ready to pay it back. Oh. Okay, so let let me let me tie this up for everybody. So let let's say you you put in collateral for a hundred thousand worth of Ethereum. So your collateral, you, you throw that collateral in, and we'll use your example of going 50%. So you borrow 50 grand. Yep. Now, if that Ethereum that you put in goes up for your collateral, goes up 50K, then the loan takes care of itself. At that point in time, you close the loan and you keep the money you borrowed and you get back the initial 50Ks, 100K worth of Ethereum. Exactly. I mean, that's amazing. So, and then you look at the fact that when you go in for the loan, you, there's no paperwork. So there's no closing fees. Like we get all these fees that the banks charge us for the transaction. That's, you know, you, where you have your assessments and you have your appraisals of your home, all these extra taxes. You don't pay any of that stuff and you get the money instantaneously for the most part, correct? Instantaneously, yeah. There there might be a small fee when you take out the loan, like, you know, 0.5% or something maybe. Right, uh, which I think is still. It, it obviously depends on the platform. Right. Um, but yeah. It's, but it's and not. then you pay as you pay as you go. You pay as you can. Yeah. Or you so it only comes. But it only comes due if at some point in time the ratio of your collateral versus what you borrowed gets screwed up because the value of the collateral just plummets. Let's say there's a crash yes. in the crypto you put in. A, so no different in the housing market. You know, in the housing market, when the values of the homes crash, this is what happened in 2007, 2008, 2009. Uh, you know, your collateral, you don't have enough equity anymore, so they're gonna they're gonna make a call and they're gonna they're gonna tell you to pay money up, and they're probably gonna take all your collateral. Yep. Uh, yep. So, I I think when you explained this to me, I thought to myself, you know, this is why I started trading the cryptocurrencies tied to this DeFi process which Ethereum is one because it's, from what I can read, is the backbone of the whole process as far as the tech goes. Uh, you have Aave, like you talk about, Compound, you know, and these other companies that, you know, like Urine Finance, all these all these cryptos that have done really well, along with Synthetics, which is one that I've started to trade recently. It almost feels like if the mainstream gets a hold of this, especially the entrepreneurs out there like you and I, we don't have W2s. It's a pain in the butt to go get a loan at a at a bank. Like it sucks. It, I, I couldn't. I it's, like so. It's, it's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah, I tried multiple times in 2019. Like even with all the assets that I have. <coughs> right. Assets don't mean anything. They want As, income. Don't, assets don't mean anything. It doesn't matter. So it was it was it was, it was frustrating. Like I'm not gonna yeah. lie. They want regular monthly income because you got to pay monthly on your on your, on your loan yeah whereas the DeFi road you actually don't you don't yeah i want to take a little piece out pay some of it back yep you know 
I, I think that's fascinating. I think I think that's gonna when, when, at some point in time when people understand that, I think it'll just fuel another run in the market because now it's access to capital. It's a, it's a new financial world that's out there. It's gonna take a while for people to get comfortable with it. That's okay. Um, this is what it's like to get in early on stuff. You know, Apple wasn't no back in the day. No one could ever imagine Apple becoming the biggest, largest company in the world at one point in time. Amazon, the same thing. Microsoft, when that happened with them, like you know, all these things, like things start small and they gain popularity, and you know, things ebb and flow. But this kind of access to capital for entrepreneurs is huge because small business loans, all these other things that are harder to get, they can get through this way if they have some assets. Yeah, exactly. And there's, and with, the there's chance so much of, with the chance of it getting paid for without them having to do anything. Yeah, the, the nice thing is that you hold on to your assets. Huh, and if nuts. the asset appreciates, you're good. That's nuts. Yeah. Which, in my case, I would pay off right away. As I start seeing that happen, pay it off, pay it off. You yeah. Know, to, you know, because it, 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 you know, I get to keep the money I borrowed for yep. essentially for free in, in that sense. For free. Yeah, for free. Outside of maybe that half a percent. So we want to make sure we mention that. Yeah. But, um, so what are you and your partners think about that? Do you, do you think that's a big part of eventually what's going to make cryptocurrency um, kind of hit the mainstream a little bit more? Uh, so uh, no, I can't really speak for them. Uh, for me, I definitely think that it's uh, a big part of what's happening in crypto today. And I think it will play a big part in the future. There's all these building blocks in finance that are being built right now. And... Right. They're starting to build the layers on top of those building blocks. Right. So I definitely think that, you know, I don't think that DeFi will take over for traditional finance. No. But I definitely think it'll, I definitely think it'll live alongside it. And it will give a lot more people access to some of the tools in traditional finance that may not have access to it today, like, like you and I, you right. know, in our, in our situations and anyone actually that that's in the same situation. Right. Um, that has assets, you know, if you, especially if you have crypto assets, you know, you can you can do a lot of things with that. But there's actually a lot of other interesting products uh, in the field as well. You know, you talked about synthetics. So synthetic assets where you have an asset that's represented on the blockchain, you know, whether it's an ounce of gold, whether it's a, a, a U.S. Oil. stock, right? Yeah, U.S. stock or a foreign exchange, like whether it's a currencies. dollar or currencies, yeah, that's one of the big, you know, fields in DeFi actually work happening as well. There's a lot of other platforms that are being built uh, other than synthetics, which is synthetics has kind of been like the the first one I'd say that gained a lot of traction. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's definitely a lot of things happening around synthetic assets all over the place. Like even uh, FTX, which is an exchange uh, run out of Hong Kong, right. they're actually offering the ability for you to trade Tesla stock right. as a synthetic. So right. instead of having to trade during U.S. market hours, right? Right. You could trade 24-7. Right. Tesla it, stock. It changes, changes, changes the game. It and, it's, game. Yeah, it's not that different from an ADR in the stock market where you don't really own the company, but you're, you're, you, know, you get to trade the action in the, in the company. And, you know, again, but the trading for 24 hours... That's huge. That's huge, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not sure how all that stuff works on the back end, right? You know, like, and all that, but it's super interesting. It opens up a lot of possibilities. I mean, just the idea that you can buy an ounce of gold as a synthetic, right? right. I mean, that's 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 crazy. 
I mean, you're essentially buying a tracking stock. You know, yeah. it, it, tra- it, it tracks the, the assets value. Um, so it's so when you look at buying these cryptocurrencies like Compound, Aave, Synthetics, Yearn, Financial, in many ways, these are almost like buying stocks of the company. You're being, you're, you're, in many ways, the crypto represents Synthetics as a company. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way that I look at it. Um, but for for these tokens, some of them earn fees. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them have voting rights, mm-hmm. you know, the governance for the platform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there there is value that's accruing to these tokens. Um, right. It just depends on the platform and how they want to do it. And, so, and you know, I think most of them are characterized as utility tokens anyway. Right. Um, but that's that's one way to look at it, and that's one way that people use to kind of evaluate these projects is the number of coins that they have outstanding, obviously the price, right? It sure sounds like a stock to me in that sense. Yeah. Like all these things you all these things you, you describe, yeah, it sounds like float shares outstanding. We, what we don't yeah. have too much of is shares shorted, you know, and, and all these other type of things. Which I know we talked about, and we'll save this another day. Maybe wait for Ken to come in, and yeah. we'll talk about ways maybe to how do how do we hedge our portfolio the way I can hedge my portfolio in the stock market, you know, through options, yeah. through puts, through shorting, all these other type of things. Um, I think I think it'd be really fun to kind of dive into all that. All right, man, that, that's a lot of serious stuff. Like we're kind of done talking about serious stuff. Let's have a little fun here before we wrap up the show. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about the new world potentially that we're going to be in in about two to three months as more and more people get vaccinated the numbers get down hopefully it continues on this trend what are you going to do what are you going to feel comfortable doing two to three months from now theoretically two to three months from now you you think yeah. it's going to be a different world two to three months from now so by by april by april Theoretically, there are going to be almost 200 million vaccines distributed, mm-hmm. which that starts hitting a pretty significant number for our population if people take it. So let's just let's just play the, the if game, okay? Right. So all that plays out, everything starts to get our numbers are coming down dramatically. Like Hawaii right now, our numbers are like three three people per capita is getting yeah. infected. So our numbers are so low right now. So I've I've heard that. People in my group, which shall be unnamed, yeah. People in my group are, I think, projected to get the vaccine around, I think, May. Mm-hmm. That's May, three months June. from now. May, That's June. Three months from now. Yeah, three months from now. May. Oh, uh, yes, you're right. Yes, of course I am. Yeah. Don't ever forget that. Well. So anyway, let's take all that stuff out. I don't want to talk politics. I don't want to talk anything. Yeah. I just want to talk, like, what are you going to feel better doing? What are you going to do for fun? What's on the list of things when COVID life modifies to the point where things can be a little more relaxed and you're oh. just going to be, you feel more comfortable doing things? What's on the oh, list? A hundred percent. One of the number one things that's on my list is I'm going to Vegas. And not just for, not just for play. It'll be to go, go to the office. There's maintenance that has to be done. You know, some other things that need to be done around the office. And I definitely need to do that. Uh, but outside of that, you know, probably be playing blackjack. <laughs> so <laughs> for sure, I, I definitely can tell you that right now I'm I'm eyeing a trip to uh, San Diego in September because one of my former athletes is getting married. Nice. And really, it's 
you know, so it's probably it, probably gonna be used more of an excuse to you know get out and give it a try and see what it's like to be out there. But you know, I, I'll get a chance to see Evan, the golfer that played in Sony Open, because he goes to USC. Yeah. I probably awesome. I'll get to see him in his environment. But what I'm thinking is okay, so I'll go to that wedding, go check it out, and guess where you and I are going? Where? Vegas. Yeah, of course. Um, I'll just meet you there because I don't think we're driving there anymore. Are we still driving there? Is that happening? No, I drive that's there. Happening, I drive there all the time. So if you're gonna I'm, drive there, then I'll just make my way to LA from San Diego, and we'll just drive over. Yeah, we'll rent a car. We'll drive out there. I've made that drive so many wait, times wait, in the last. Wait, wait. Like, well, did you say we'll rent a car and drive out there? What happened in yeah. What happened in driving driving the old the old the old standby? My car is old, that, man. We don't want to drive car, my car. My car might car not make it. Blows car, blows doors off of other car, cars. Yeah, man. My, my car blows doors. Is, my car is. 17 gonna be 17 years old if you're going out there in september it'll be 17 years old and you want to share that story with our, with our audience about blowing doors off no other cars? i don't want to do that <laughs> let's just, just say it involved, cop, it involved a cop on his on his loudspeaker telling us to follow him <laughs> he goes and goes after let's, another car he caught speeding and some way somehow he told us um you know some doors of some cars were getting blown off because people but, were driving too fast. Let's just say as a result of that Vegas trip, I had to make another trip out to <laughs> San Bernardino, <laughs> Barstow, at 8 a.m. I'd be there at 8 a.m. for court. And the judge was not there when I showed up. What are we renting? What are we renting to drive out there then? Let's, let's, have, let's talk about that. Whatever you want, dude. Probably oh, just that. Huh? Are we doing Turo or we're doing like, are we going to do like a rental car? No, I, I, I rent a car. I rent cars from Enterprise basically just because there's okay. close to my house and, and, and uh, Alpha used to work there. So I have loyalty. Oh, Alpha <laughs> Owens. I have loyalty. It's a good guy. Entertaining yeah. guy. Yep. So um, yeah, rent a car, dude. Drive out there. What do you ride? What do you drive to when you go out there? Like, is it do you like get a nice car? Do you get a fun car to drive, or do you just get a normal little sedan? No, it depends on what I need. So if I'm hauling stuff up there, I'll rent like a, a SUV. Uh-huh. You know, depending on how much I have to haul, you know, I'll get a regular SUV to a larger SUV. Right. Uh, but for the most part, I'll just rent like a a full size or mid size car right. and drive up right. there. Right. Right. That's cool. We're going to drive something nicer. I'm going to tell you that right now. We're, we're, we're going to live it up a little bit. <laughs> Why the hell not? Uh, it'll, it'll, yes. it'll, hopefully, it'll be post-COVID at that point or post-really being freaked out about COVID. You know, I, I'm fortunate enough to already have been vaccinated twice. So, you know, I've, I've already been kind of dreaming about what I'm doing with my life in the second half of this year. Oh, you're good. So, Aloha Specialties, I know, just opened. Uh, they actually just started doing uh, opening the Vegas shows again too. Uh huh. And restaurants over there have been open for a while now too. So my my cousin hasn't stopped working for the most part. My cousin that works up at the Venetian, uh, he he hasn't really stopped working. Yeah. So so I just you know it'd just be fun. Be it'd be a good time. It'll be September, so it's football season. So you know what's happening there. Um, yeah, maybe we'll do our show. Maybe we'll do our show from Vegas. We'll do yeah, a show we'll from Vegas. Vegas. And, uh, Might not sound very good if everyone's slurring their words. 
Well, I mean, that's not happening tonight while I while I'm sipping on my Toki highball here and you're drinking your your, your bullet bourbon. But you know, yeah. we did I'm all out. right. I'm we out. We did all right. You're out. Well, you know, we can. Uh, you know, I'm pretty close to you, so if we can refill. I mean, if you want, <laughs> I'm down. I'm down for another round. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. I started a little. I started a little earlier than you did, so you know. <laughs> you sure did, dude. Catch up, big boy. <laughs> all right. Yeah. But that's exciting, man. I can't wait. I can't wait to. Well, I can't wait to see you again instead of just through a screen, going to hang out, doing stuff. Yep. Hopefully, we'll be celebrating Ethereum 5000 at that point in time. In which case, we are definitely renting a really nice car to drive we, over there. <laughs> <laughs> we we very well we very well might be. Uh, but definitely, if you if you're really thinking about coming up, is that going to be around the start of football season? It's going to be the wedding I have to go to is on September 18th. So. Oh, so after the first games, then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So let's let the initial crowd go away, and then let, let's catch it. Let's catch it from I don't know what the 18th is. I'm hoping it's a Saturday, so I can duck out early and we drive out and we get our bets in for Sunday morning. Yeah. You know, every 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 Sunday out there is it's good. So. Yep. Exactly. There's so always. If, if I can, if I can, yeah. So hopefully, I don't know. I, let me look at my. Let me look at my trusty other screen here that we do while we talk <laughs> let me tell you when september 18th is that is a saturday Royce. we will be in vegas by september 19th there you go there you have we're it gonna, i'm gonna leave early i'm gonna find a way to get, how how far is the drive from san diego to uh to la oh, oh from san diego so yeah. san, oh, san diego to la is about two hours is it better just to fly i mean it depends what you want to do like if there's no traffic it should shouldn't take you that long uh-huh. It's like two hours. Two hours and then three hours, right? Three hours-ish? How fast are you oh, driving there now? It's about four hours. Like four oh, and a half hours, drive, four, four hours. You, you're driving slow no, now. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not driving like Wait. That. Should we Should we be giving up five hours like that? Should we just fly? You could. I like driving just because we'll have a car there, but we don't necessarily need one. Well, we can get a car when we get there, too. You can, yeah. I don't know. I guess I guess at wait times at the airport and stuff, it might kind of equate to about the same. I guess, sort of. It's close, yeah, because you're spending an hour basically at the airport. It's a little that's bit less. Nine hours. That's it's nine hour. hours. Yeah, say you get an hour at the airport. It's an hour Fly flight. Fly for an hour. Yeah. That's half. It's half the time. Then, Maybe well, then you land. You gotta get your luggage and get true. out of the airport, which is like probably a 45 minutes to an hour. True, 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 true. All right. So it's a difference of maybe four hours. It is more fun to drive around. It is. There's there's nice there's nice places to stop in bars so too. I usually stop at this noodle place. That's really good. I, I just want to go to Wendy's again. That's all. That's all I care about. I just, I just want a bag full of Wendy's for the drive over. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know how much Junior Bacon cheeseburgers went down that trip, but it was quite a bit. I forgot about that. Celebrating, man. Come on. Who doesn't celebrate with Wendy's? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, there, you know, honestly, there's a lot of stops on the way to Vegas too. Like we could stop at. The oldest bar in Nevada. Wait, wait. Pioneer you, Saloon. You, wait, you talking about on a podcast? You talking about driving, stopping at the oldest bar, and continue driving? No, it's like right across the Nevada border. I'm just uh, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's still another half an hour drive back to. to yeah, Detroit. but you don't have to. You don't have to get crazy. Oh, okay, yeah. Just just saying because you want to delete that part of the podcast. That have, when okay, I I'm gonna delete something. that part too then. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm gonna delete that's that part cool. too. 
I just I just want to know what the limits are here about what we can say. Apparently, you're like the SEC, you know. Cancelled. F- you're the this FCC, just canceled. telling me telling me what I can and can't say. You're censoring podcast me, man. Who you, Tipper Gore? Come on. Podcast canceled. Uh man, that's gonna be fun, man. Yeah, I think travels tra- travel is definitely, you know, on the docket. You know, Allie Allie's gonna get her second vaccine soon, and you know, I think a couple weeks. So it's just gonna be my son. We'll just have to wait. But you know, for whatever reason, it doesn't affect the younger kids as much. Apparently, I don't know. Yeah, so we'll still though, you don't you don't want to roll the dice, but no, yeah. we don't know. That's why. Yeah. No, no, that's why. Definitely, definitely seems like it's we're heading we're we're in the last couple innings. Seems like it. Feels like the sixth and seventh inning right now. Yeah. Feels like it's almost time to bring in the closer back in the day. It's time to bring in Goose Gossage for three innings. You know when closers were real closers. <laughs> wow. I'm not, I went I'm there. Not touch that. Yeah, it's <laughs> six pitch closer crap. Like, come on, man. Six pitch closer. I can't pitch tomorrow. I threw six pitches today. Oh, come on now. <laughs> come on now. It went all out, man. All out. For six pitches. Or more. Sometimes it takes a little more. I'm sorry. Twelve. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, with that being said, let's wrap up this show. Uh, anything you Anything you want to kind of say to the audience before we kind of tie things up here? Nope, just see you, see you on the next podcast. Yeah, I mean, same here. Uh, again, if you guys are, are looking into some of the stuff we talked about, the crypto, again, we're not giving financial advice. We're just giving in, our insight into what we're playing with. And if you find it interesting, please do your homework and please talk to people and get, get some advice that uh, will suit you best. All right. Well, All right. with that. Thank you for listening, guys. We hope to see you guys in our stats line, in our in our podcast numbers. Thank you for listening so far. Uh, we appreciate you. the support. Awesome. All right. See you later, guys. Right, guys. Bye.